0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, January the 7th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's life and God's goodness and God's joy within you this day, my friends. We draw near to the end of that season of Christmas, again, that that season where we celebrate God not staying distant from us, but God drawing near to us. God getting in our boat, right? That we, uh, that we heard about earlier this week. And we're going to, to see that same idea here today. God not staying distant, but drawing near. And brothers and sisters, that is worthy of, of celebration. It is worthy of just chewing on that. That's how much our God loves you. Not, and me, not, not to stay away, but desires to be uh, invested, involved, uh, as as near to us as our, our next heartbeat, uh, in every decision we make, in every action we choose, in every, every thought we have, that God desires that intimacy with us, and he invites us to it. But we have to invite him in, don't we? We have to invite him in. Uh, and so, on this Friday, the last Friday of the Christmas season, because we will end the Christmas season after the feast this Sunday, the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. So next Monday, we will be back in ordinary time, uh, meaning the day in, day out. This is how the mission, uh, this is where it invites us to. Uh, but today, we will jump to Luke chapter 5. Yesterday, we were in Luke 4 with that terrific reading about what mission looks like. Uh, And today we're going to kind of see that intimacy one more time, that that desire of God to be near us. So Luke chapter 5, verses 12 to 16. Let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. It happened that there was a man full of leprosy in one of the towns where Jesus was. And when he saw Jesus, he fell prostrate, pleaded with him, and said, Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him, and said, I do will it. Be made clean. And the leprosy left him immediately. Then he ordered him not to tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The report about him spread all the more, and great crowds assembled to listen to him and to be cured of their ailments, but he would withdraw to deserted places to pray. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that just what we talked about yesterday, right? Right? Have you gone to that quiet place? Do you know? Where is that quiet place for you? Where is that place of silence, that place of reflection, that place where we can we can put away the noise, even if only for five or ten minutes? You know? Do we have it? Jesus went and withdrew to deserted places to pray because he needed to, to tap into that energy. It's what we talked about with uh, St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, right? Where do we get that power for our mission? Well, we see where Jesus gets it here. So let's focus on on the story here. A uh, couple of points. Uh, one that I want to, well, two maybe, that I want to do from the gospel. And then if I have time, I'll go to the first reading because First John is just so great. But, uh, okay, so it happened, there was a man Full of leprosy in one of the towns where Jesus was, you know, leprosy is such an odd you know, disease. We, we, it's still around. I mean, it, it's still present. But I mean, come on. When's the last time you 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 went down the street and you saw a leper? I I think of that disease. Well, maybe I think of Monty Python movies, or or I think of you know in in the in the Middle Ages like that, or I think back in the time of Christ. Things like that, those skin diseases, that now we know how to, you know, deal with those with, with medicines and antibiotics and all those things. And so leprosy is really one of those diseases of the past. But let's look at it like this. Don't look at it and say, okay, well, this person had leprosy and that's just something we don't deal with. And so, okay, it's great healing. Jesus has power. Good for him. Shows he's God. Well, again, on that outer level, yes. Yes, all that's true. But again, let's let's go deeper. Let's look at it at a deeper level. There is a person full of leprosy in one of the towns. There's a person who, because of the illness that they carry, because of their dysfunction, so they're not functioning fully, Because of whatever illness it is, because of this dysfunction within them, within their life, within their uh, attitudes, within their outlook on the world, within their relationships, whatever this dysfunction is, this illness, it separates them from the community. Because that's what leprosy did, certainly back at the time, right? And they were isolated. So there was a person who was alone, who was carrying a stigma and an illness. That we can relate to, right? Because I suspect every one of us have been that person from time to time. But even if we haven't, and if you haven't, praise God for that and and count your blessings. But if you haven't, you know somebody who has, right? Right? We all do. We know them now. We just don't use these words. There's a person who is feeling ostracized, who is feeling as an outcast, who is feeling alone. But Jesus wouldn't let them there. Jesus wouldn't wouldn't have that. And so, when this person, when Jesus was in their town, in their vicinity, in their community, in their zip code, when Jesus was around them. Because why? Because he didn't stay away. When Jesus was near, this person had the courage and the trust to present themselves to Jesus, to fall at his feet and say, Lord, if you wish it, you can make me clean. Point number one. I've already gotten to sub-point number two. I've just kind of laid the foundation. But point number one. What's our image of God? Because this ostracized, ostracized person, this outcast, this person who was feeling alone, who really wasn't just feeling alone, who was alone, trusted in the goodness of God and had the courage to say, Lord, I want to remind you who you are. I know who you are, but I want to remind you that, Lord, if you will it, I I know, I know your power. If you will it, if you wish it, if you desire, if you want to, here's what you can do. Do we believe that our God is that good? Because Jesus, listen to his response. It's the best. I do will it. Be made clean. I do desire your cleanliness. I do want you to be functional. I do desire wholeness in your life. I do desire for you good things and not bad. My friends, there's so often, you know, I hear... People say cliches and bless them. Their hearts are good. They mean it well, but oh, you know, here's somebody with a, with an illness or somebody who's experienced a death or somebody who's experienced something to grieve. And they say, oh, you know, God's will be done or, or, you know, everything happens for a reason. Bless them. Bless them, but they're, but they're wrong. They're wrong. God didn't desire this illness. God didn't desire that accident. God didn't desire that cancer. God didn't will that that grief or that hurt. What kind of a God do we think that is? Because I'm telling you, this leper didn't think that. This leper didn't come up here and say, Lord, help me understand your will in that I have this. Or or what's the reasoning that I have this? But you know, can we can we talk about that theologically? He just went up to him and said, Lord, if you will it, if you desire it, if you want it, I know what you can do because I know this isn't your will. And Jesus said, you're right. I do will your wholeness and your life. Be made clean. Our God desires good. Now, again, I don't want you to hear me incorrectly. Um, evil is present in the world. Illness is present in the world. Uh, grief and hurt and loss are present in the world. What I'm trying to say is they're not of God. And so let's not ascribe them to God. That God did this to me or God did this to this leper. God wills our wholeness but yet we live in a, in a fallen reality. And brothers and sisters, we have to make sense of that as best we can. But if in our, in our ponderings of how we make sense to that, we somehow attach those things unto God, that God is, is perverted in some way, that he's playing with us and, and, and and desires this illness and he's and he's giving on those people because they weren't good and he's giving good things to these people who were that's all that's all just not that's not real that's not true. Our God desires wholeness. Our God desires the good even as we live in a fallen world. I invite us to have the courage of this person to remind God who God is. That doesn't mean God's going to take it away. I, and again, I, I I don't understand that. That's that's a, a pay grade above mine. But I know what I know what and who God is, and so do you. And I know God desires life and wholeness for us. And here's the second point that I'll make, and then I'll just I'll leave it at this and and i and i talked about it before you know lepers were ostracized they were alone but jesus wouldn't leave him alone he drew near and yes the uh the leper had to make the last few steps just like jesus was going to walk by the boat and they had to make you know he he got close scared the dickens out of him he got close but they had to invite him in So, so to us, we, we participate in this salvific, you know, action. It's, it's God's work, but we got to invite Jesus in. Um, gosh, I don't know where I was going with all all that, but, but, oh yeah, that, that whole idea of the person was distant, but God wouldn't let him stay distant. He recognized his aloneness. He recognized his isolation, his loneliness. And not only did he heal him physically, he healed him socially, he healed him emotionally. Because that's that whole action where he said, go show yourself to the priest and offer your cleansing, what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. Why go to the priest? Because the priest, in seeing that he is healed, would then say, you no longer have to say unclean, unclean, and keep yourself at a distance from people. You are now welcome back to the community. Brothers and sisters, we are made social beings if this pandemic has taught us anything in the last two years. It's taught us how important uh, the social aspect of our lives is. We are social beings, but yet there are people in our midst who are feeling lonely and isolated and, and distanced, not only from us, but from the community. How do we walk in the footsteps of our God? which sees them, which draws near and invites them back into that space of of community. I love it. I love it that Jesus invited us in the great commandment, not just to love God, but to love one another, to love one another, because that idea, that's how we carry that image of God. It's how we carry that love and that life and, and that knowledge of who God is. Our God is good, brothers and sisters. Our God desires wholeness and healing. And then when he does that, he desires for us that communal healing as well. May we open ourselves and and say yes to that action of participating in that dance, of saying yes not only to God uh, and that image of God and who God is in our life, in the life of the world but may we not stay distant from god ourselves or others those others in our life let's pray so we finish up the sorrowful mysteries today my friends and we begin in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen the fifth sorrowful mystery jesus dies on the cross our father who art in heaven Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful, not only Friday, but a wonderful weekend. May it be filled with God's life and goodness. And uh, look forward to being back together with you on Monday. God's peace.